You're the dummy that don't believe in science. All your projects always be denying. You know what? Yeah. We're gonna do a cold open this time. This time? What is that? I- it just means we're just gonna be, we're talking. See, podcast, it's started now. What? That's what I've decided. Now I've never we're in the podcast game. We're, I know. We're, I'm trying. We're trying something new. Like I can tell everyone how this is the Pokemon of Pokemon informational podcast, and that I'm your original Pokemon expert, Blake Johnson. Sometime later, we. I don't need to tell them that right now. Like, uh, but in the document, it doesn't say that I should say that my name is Gabe Weber regional confused guy who is confused on how what a cold start is yeah it's just like you know you know when you're watching uh, your class you know you're watching the office and jim's doing his great pranks on dwight at dwight at the start that those are the good old cold opens and we're doing one of those and see i'm see this is my prank on you oh see, this is a good prank well i know i guess i'm biased i'm the receiving end so i'm gonna say it's it's a bad prank because I'm getting hurt. My feelings. That is something like you should consider. Do you think? Du- I don't think Dwight would be like, man, those are some good pranks. I bet he was like, man, Jim, you jerk. He's like, and- my stapler's in a thing of Jello now, and I'm mm-hmm. lactose intolerant. Can't eat the Jello. Exactly. Because he made this Jello with milk. <laughs> <laughs> as all as all Jellos are made. Well, um, all right. Actually, wait. Pause. Can we make yeah. like a root beer? What's the worst Jello we could make with the liquid? I feel like root beer, I, like Jello, would be pretty awful. Well, what are you telling me we can make? No, no, we couldn't make Jello out of vodka because that one. I think it's like supposed to freeze or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about Jello for this to be completely honest. Well, there are Jello shots, so there is oh, alcoholic yeah. Jello. Hey, what Pokemon are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're doing Sandshrew and Sandslash. These are the next one. Well, we skipped Pikachu and Raichu, but after that, they were the next Pokemon in the um, kind of in the list. So we're getting that, and yeah. So oh, I should probably mention this is the Pokemon of Pokemon informational podcast. I'm your Regional Pokemon expert, like because I I didn't mention that earlier, like at all, never. Um, I could have sworn we did you a did. cold open. No, I no, we didn't. <laughs> oh shoot, you're right. Wink, wink. Nudge. Wait, no, you just <laughs> say. Wait, am, no, yeah, you say nudge, nudge, and then mm-hmm. I say out my shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we might as well. I guess we'll get into it now. We, yeah, we, why we not? all had our fun. You can you can start us off here, Gabe. <laughs> Sandshrew, number 27 in the National Pokedex, Sandshrew, the mouse Pokemon, is a ground-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. Sandshrew evolves into Sandslash starting at level 22. Gender ratio, 50-50. Catch rate, 255, or 43.9%. Sandshrew is in the Field A group and has a hatch time of 5,140. Height is 2 feet or 0.6 meters. Weight is 26.5 pounds, or 12.0 kilograms. Base EXP yield is 60. Leveling rate, medium fast, making it take 1 million experience to get from level 1 to 100. EV yield, 1 defense. Base friendship, 70. And footprint looks like... I don't know. I got nothing for this. Looks like an armadillo footprint. Wait! No, Mm -hmm. it looks like a droidica head. 
Oh, wait, no, the robots off of Star Wars. The bad okay. ones. A little bit. Ah. It's an armadillo footprint. Trying to think of... Oh, wait, no, it's the one guy from Daft Punk. It's his face. Because it's got, like, the two little earmuffs. I can see it. Wait, yeah, I can see it. No? Scratch, oh? scratch everything. It's a black and white picture of Avatar The Last Airbender with the little plus on his head. Oh. That's what oh it is. Oh, my gosh. That's what it is. We got it there in the end. It, dude, that is what it is. Like, you just blew my mind open, Gabe. The do- it does look like Aang with his little, but like the, his arrow's white. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yep, there good it job. is. Good job, Gabe. I'm proud of you. That was really good. I knew there was one around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just had to fish for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we move into abilities. We start with its um, base ability of Sand Veil. Uh, so Sand Veil does is that while the Pokemon is in a sandstorm, moves used against uh, a Pokemon with Sand Veil. Uh, are multiplied by 0.8 times. So, makes it four-fifths as accurate. So, um, a move that normally hits 100% of the time will only hit 80% of the time, and a move that only hits, let's say, um, 80% of the time is going to hit 64% of the time, I believe. Uh, Just stuff like that. So, it's going to hit, just so you you take whatever the number it has, you multiply it by 0.8 um, and then you'll have your percentage. Uh, some other little facts about this ability is that a Pokemon with its ability does not take damage from a sandstorm if it is if it otherwise would. So, like, if you gain this ability through trace or skill swap, something like that, then uh, you are also immune to sandstorm damage. Uh, also, if a Pokemon with this ability is in the first place of the party while there is an overworld sandstorm, you are 50% uh, like you are 50% less likely to encounter a wild Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, this is, there aren't many areas. Usually there's going to be like one route per entire game that might have this. And even then it, it there might not, games might not have this. So this is a relatively rare thing, but it's a, it's a pretty good ability. Otherwise like sand veil on certain Pokemon. It's like, if you have a sand team, you're, you make an evasive Pokemon. It makes moves less accurate against you, so it's good. Now, uh, their hidden ability is Sand Rush. So, during a sandstorm, uh, the speed stat of the Pokemon with Sand Rush is doubled. So, it yeah, simply doubles their speed in a sandstorm. Uh, again, a Pokemon with this ability does not take damage from a sandstorm if it otherwise would. So... Pokemon Design Sand Shrew takes its design inspiration from the armadillo, a mammal that curls up into a ball, has sharp claws, and lives in desert regions. Sand Shrew also resembles a pangolin, mainly in the brick design of its scales. I've never heard of a pangolin. I don't know if that's how you pronounce pangolin. That's your guess as big as as big as mine as good as <laughs> That's mine. That's a huge guess. This thing is like ten mm-hmm. feet tall. No, yeah, I don't. I've I, I've like seen pangolins or whatever, however they're pronounced, um, before, and um, I I think I'd heard of them. Like I'd heard the name before, but before this, had someone just said, "Yeah, like you know, pangolin." I'd be like, "Is that? <laughs> did you say penguin wrong or something like that?" But now. See, now I know. Now I'm like, ah. So it's like a weird long... It's the long armadillo. That's how I would describe a pangolin. Long armadillo. Uh, I do like that. 
Uh, so now we got Sandshrew's name. So Sandshrew is simply a combination of the words sand and shrew. And shrews are small mole-like mammals resembling that of a long-nosed mouth. So pretty basic name. And its Japanese name is uh, sand, as in sand. Very simple uh, name there. Sand Shrew made its anime debut in episode 8 of the original anime on the episode Path to the Pokemon League. The Sand Shrew was a partner to AJ, who seemed to have a harsh training method, including using a weapon training it in the pool. Uh, Sand Shrew's weak to water type attacks, so this, like, would hurt it, basically. Despite this, Sand Shrew is also known to be very loyal to AJ, and seemed even to agree with his methods used by its trainer. I remember that episode vividly. I was yeah, like, he's hurting him. That's no good. And that's like, what, th- three episodes away from where from where we're at in uh, Pokemon so far? So oh, yeah, we'll see that soon. Because um, we're flying through the episodes. We're just, we're just, you know, we're built in a way that like differs from most people <laughs> in terms of watching Pokemon. <laughs> How we were created is abnormal, some would say. That Yeah, exactly. That's what I was... So now we've got... The Pokemon information of like that we gained from the Pokedex and stuff. So we start with Sancho's basic habits. Um, so Sancho has a disdain for water. So um, they will burrow deep underground in dry environments, uh, far away from water, emerging only to hunt for bug type Pokemon. During a cold night, its tough hide is said to become coated with dew. When the skin gets wrinkled from moisture, uh, they head to an area of high geothermal heat and dry themselves out. You know, they just don't like being wet because water hurts ground type Pokemon. They're like, please, no. No one likes to be wet. That's true. Tell me someone likes to be wet. There isn't one. None. Fish, Uh, they're just sad. Yeah. And, you know, you you think that, like, the, like, people in the Olympics who, like, are swimmers, they're like, Man, they must be like really like water. No, because they're so good because they just want to get out of the water as fast as possible. That's why they're so good. Mm-hmm. Because the faster they are, the less time they have to spend in the water. It's like so, they're standing on hot coals. It's like they just exactly. want they just want to get they want to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. That's the more you know. So that is why. So they're actually forced into it. They're like, man, you hate water so much that you're going to be really fast in the water, and that's why. That's why they got chosen. Speaking of water, desert life. Their body is very dry and is configured to absorb and store water without waste. Sanshu moves throughout the desert by curling into a ball and rolling at high speeds. If Sanshu were to fall from a great height, it could instantly curl into a ball to save itself from the impact. When burrowing, a Sanshu is able to use its sharp claws to shatter hard rocks before they can carry on digging. So now we uh, have its, like, preferred uh, defense mechanisms. So uh, Sandshrew prefer to live in sandy places like deserts because it will use the sand to protect itself when it feels threatened. Uh, They might also simply curl into a ball to protect their soft stomach uh, because their hide is strong enough to repel most attacks. So if they feel like they can't drive something away through a little bit of of a sandy attack, they will protect their belly to the best of their ability, usually through that curling, and then probably rolling away as well, I could assume. Base stats. If you don't have your calculator out, don't bother. Other people are going to beat you to it. HP 50, attack 75, defense 85, special attack 20, 
special defense 30, and speed 40, for a total a nice even 300. Uh, the lowest special attack of all ground Pokemon, not the 300, because that'd be very good, but <laughs> the 20 special attack. Yep. 20 is very low. Um, so, for like just anything in general. And right on to Sandshrew Alolan variant, the cold one. The Alolan <laughs> Sandshrew is a dual type. I steal Pokemon introduced in Generation 7. Uh, currently, no other Pokemon have the same type combination as the Alolan Sandshrew and its evolution. Uh, this also puts Sandshrew as being the first steel type Pokemon in the National Pokedex. Alolan Sandshrew evolves into Alolan Sandslash when it ex- is exposed to an Ice Stone. They should call it, like, Ice Slash. Well, the. The thing is that, like, a little there, there's, it's not an, an actual new Pokemon, though. You know, it makes so they, they just have to put a Lolan in front of it because it's a very, it's just like a different form of the Pokemon. Cold Shrew and Ice Slash. <laughs> Cold Shrew's height is slightly taller at two feet four inches, or. Point six pounds. Me- meters? That's supposed to be meters. Um, its height is two feet four inches or point six meters. This is close enough. Weight is 88.2 pounds or 40 kilograms. Uh, so now we have the abilities of the Alolan Sandshrew. Which um, are kind of like just the hail versions of the normal Sandshrew's abilities. Because we have Snow Cloak, which is while in hail, moves used against a Pokemon with his ability are multiplied by 0.8 times. So normally 100% accurate move will be 80% accurate. So same thing as it does with sand, but only in the hail. And then again, a Pokemon with this ability does not take damage from hail if it otherwise would. And then a Pokemon with this ability, if it is in the first place of the party, while there's an overworld snowstorm... Uh, you are 50% less likely to encounter a wild Pokemon. And then its hidden ability is Slush Rush, which I love the name of. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that off the great, great name. Um, is that during Hail, the speed stat of this Pokemon um, is doubled. So, Pokemon with this ability also does not take damage from Hail if it otherwise would. So, it's just, yeah, they both have the exact same effects, just in different weather conditions based on their types. So, um which I like kind of is that dichotomy. I don't know if that's exactly the right word for it, but they kind of like they mirror each other pretty well, which is cool. And then um, I'll do the Pokemon design for Furlone Sandshrew. Pretty simple. Has uh, the same basic design inspirations from base Sandshrew, uh, mainly that of the Armadillo, but Alone Sandshrew also takes inspiration from an igloo in its design look. Oh, it does look like a little igloo. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a, it's a cute. I, I really like uh, Alolan Sandshrew's look. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. Major appearances in episode 80 of Sun Moon Anime. Not caving under pressure. Uh, again, fantastic name. Multiple mm-hmm. Alolan Sandshrews were threatened by a Tyranitar. I don't know what that is. That would like to take their home inside the cave at Mount Lanakila. 
Their leader, a giant sand shrew, later evolves into a lowland sand slash after touching an ice stone. Hmm. I assume Tyranitar is like a T-Rex type deal. Or uh, not. No, not at really. all. I, I guess it's kind of maybe dinosaur. It's a big monstery thing. It's it's a it's a big scary Pokemon. I okay. guess Very it's good. it's rock dark type. I don't know if that that can give you a kind of general idea of what it looks like. Okay, um, or con- conceptually what it's about. I guess. Um, so now we can go on to Pokedex stuff. Uh, starting with our habitat, uh, Alolan Sandshrew live up in the snowy mountains, adapting there after fleeing a volcanic eruption. This is my favorite Pokédex thing I've ever read. <laughs> Sliding. An ancient tradition of Alolan festivals that is still carried to this day is to compete by sliding Sandshrews across the ice as far as one can. They are also adept in doing so themselves and are able to slide across the ice with, quote, bullet-like speed, sending their enemies flying when they collide. Although not exactly the same, this is likely a reference of the sport of curling. Mm-hmm. I love the image on this. Yeah, it's so... I love this, like, the kind of base... <laughs> that they're sort of kind of based around curling, which is so great. Because that's, like, the sport where, like, the... <laughs> The people of the Olympics kind of just look like dads, and it's so great. (laughs) It's just like a group of dads out there having fun, doing it for their kids, and it's... Man, I love curling. Also, so... So, it says uh, to compete by sliding Sancho's across the ice as far as one can. Is this people, like, hurling Sancho's across the ice, kind of like a discus? Um, I would imagine it more of like a um thing where you they're like pushing it or like with some like I doubt they um the sand shrews are off the ground at any point. Okay. Um, because I believe that curling you use like some um what's it called type of. Oh, I guess like they probably have the line on the ground and they like skate up almost like hockey style with the sand shoe and just like just throw it across the line as far as they can. I, I think so. I, I guess I, I haven't actually seen. I say how much I love curling. I haven't watched curling yet. I don't. I've watched curling like twice, but I like the concept of curling is more of it. Um, yeah, Anywho. I like that you're. Th- <laughs> I like that it usually just looks like dads out there having yeah. fun, and that that's why I like curling. <laughs> Um, so now we can move on to a little in the sand shrew shell. Uh, uh their s- shells are made of steel and are extremely hard and rigid. Um, so much so that they can't roll up into a ball like their ground type cousins. Uh, predators will often target their soft bellies, so they cling to the ground for protection. So they kind of just make themselves into an igloo and they just kind of keep their belly to the ground so that, uh, predators aren't able to get them to the best of their ability. Get your pen and paper out quick. Base stats, HP, 50. Attack, 75. Defense, 90. Special attack, 10. Special defense, 35. And speed, 40 for a also total of 300. And Alolan Sanchu is tied for having the lowest base special attack of all Pokemon. That again being 
10. I think 10 is the lowest number I've ever seen. I believe. No, I think I think there is a five out Jeez. there. Um, I want to say that's lowest um, physical defense on like Chansey. I want to say. But I can't. I don't. Don't hold me to that. I know Chansey has an extremely low physical defense, but has super high HP and special defense. So that's kind of like. So they like kind of crumple under physical attacks. Okay. Like there's a. I know like Blissey is the same way. It's evolution, and like you'll see like a meme online where it's about um, because in Di- I think it was Diamond and Pearl, or maybe it was Platinum, but one of those. Where, like, instead of having, like, HP drop by, like, a percentage-wise, it's actual by HP points. So a Blissey with full HP has, the, it's, like, the most health in the game. And it will take so long for a its HP to drop from full to zero. So people will be like, man, I just <laughs> hit a Blissey with a close combat, which will probably one-shot it. And, like, they're just like, yeah, I have, like jokes like i have so much time like i'm just gonna go make make some food here for a second get some stuff done <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah uh sand slash the bigger one number 28 in the national pokedex sand slash the also mouse pokemon is a ground type pokemon introduced in generation one sand slash evolves from sand shrew starting at level 22 catch rate 90 or 20.1 percent Weight is three feet and three inches or one meter. Weight is 65 pounds or 29.5 kilograms. Base EXP yield is 158. EV yield two in defense and its footprint looks like Ang again, but it's, mm-hmm. his face is elongated vertically. He, he grew a nice bushy beard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. ah, so or an armadillo footprint, but bigger. If you want to be mm. silly. No, that's so silly. And if you don't know what an armadillo footprint looks like, it kind of looks like a pig footprint. <laughs> Which kind of looks like a cow footprint. Which kind of looks like a horse footprint. No, horses are... Are horses different? <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay. <laughs> you gotta be questioning everything. <laughs> I just felt like putting in another animal that, that was wrong. Sheep. But that, like, you would question, like, it was kind of perfect. Goat. Um, there's a lot of animals with this footprint. Cats, dogs. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Cut this whole thing. Track, track, print. Oh, sorry. Well, this one is a footprint, though. Fine. Like, so we don't have to fully cut it. And that would be on me. Words. I didn't. I put fit, footprint. Let me. I'm going to go into my outline right now. I guess footprint read. is different from track, print. All right, all right. I'll allow it. But hey, if it does have footprint, we're having a track print. Uh, going back to the abilities, we once more have Sand Veil as its base ability, where it increases its evasiveness while in the while in a sandstorm. Uh, you do not take damage from a sandstorm if you otherwise would. So if you're not ground, steel, or rock type, you will uh, still take. You would normally take sandstorm damage, but if you have this, then you act as if you were ground, rock, or steel type in that regard. And then, of course. You have this ability, and you're in the first place of the party. While there's an overworld sandstorm, you're 50% less likely to encounter a wild Pokemon. And then their hidden ability of Sand Rush uh, in- doubles their speed stat while you're in a sandstorm. And again, um, if you would if you would normally take damage from a sandstorm and you have this ability, you do not take damage from a sandstorm. 
Pokemon design. Sand Slash takes many physical traits from the Pangolin. I said that wrong. Pangolin? No, I said that right. Pangolin. Pan- oh, yeah, I did say it wrong. Pokemon design. Sand Slash takes many physical traits from the Pangolin, which were mentioned during Sandshrew's design. It also takes some inspiration from hedgehogs, porcupines, and echidnas due to its colorization and having spikes on their back instead of scales. I had to look up how to pronounce echidnas. Uh, so, moving on to its name. Uh, sand Slash is a combination of sand and slash Whoa. in reference to its long claws. And its Japanese name is Sandpan, likely a combination of sand and pangolin. Uh, or th- uh, something to note is that in the red and blue beta, Sand Slash's name was Sandstorm, hmm. which is a sandstorm. So it's, that was just its name. Major appearances. The best part. In episode 141 of the original anime, Good Quill Hunting, the character Koji uses a Sand Slash in a battle against Ash to determine who gets to keep a Cyndaquil. Despite having exceptional power and agility, Sand Slash ultimately loses to the Cyndaquil. And the great okay, upset. What, what did I say? I, I feel like you didn't appreciate good quill hunting enough. I, does it mean something? You know, the movie uh, Good Will Hunting? I don't know if I know that one. But you don't I, know but about I, Good Will Hunting? Because I, I, I was like, good quill hunting. I was like, I, that seems like it could be something. I don't know, though. I'm going to have to teach you about Goodwill Hunting so hey, you can... Well, then that's a phenomenal name, and I'll give that one to them. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's, it's a play on that, that movie title, and I love it. So, I yeah, Goodwill... Like, this this is so far been my favorite, because I, I chuckled out loud when I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, I get it. <sighs> this, is good, this is a good one. I was going to say, I was like, qu- I was like they kind of they, they missed with this one. But now, all right, now that was a solid hit. I'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't worry. This one was a pun, so mm-hmm. um, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, so now, move to back to the Pokedex type stuff. Start with uh, their protection. Sandslash will curl into a spiky ball when it feels threatened. It can then either roll. Uh, it can then roll to either attack or escape. During its escape, it will roll at high speeds in hopes of kicking up a dust storm. When pushed to a fight, it will use its long claws to fight with a high degree of skill. It will also use its claws to climb trees and drop on its foes in a spiny ball from above. Spikes and Claws Sand Slash's body is covered in tough spikes. These spikes are hardened sections of its hide. Once a year, these spikes will fall out and be replaced with new spikes that grow from beneath the old ones. If one of Sandshrew's claws or spikes break, either through fighting or high-speed digging, they will grow back within a day. The broken claws and spikes can be used to carve plows for tilling fields. Can be used for farm equipment, which is nice of them. Like they just break me off a piece of that sand slash claw and make me use it to farm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I see. I thought I thought farmers were using sand slashes to make like fields for them. I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, okay, they use the claws. Mm-hmm. For their make, equipment, yeah. So that they, okay. I probably covered that. Yeah. So that they carve the spikes or claws into the desired thing because they they make good yeah, um, yeah, yeah. plows for fields. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so some general scene slash habits. 
Um, to prevent heat stroke, sand slash will curl up into a ball when the temperature rises sharply. The drier the area that a sand slash lives, the harder and smoother their spikes feel to the touch. Due to being adept at climbing trees, a sand slash will gather berries and drop them down to sand shoot waiting below. Base stats. I'm going to go slower because I feel like I go 100 miles per hour with these. HP, 75. Attack, 100. Defense, 100. No. But, but add 10 <laughs> if it was 110. Special attack, 45. Special defense, 55. And speed, 65. For a nice, another even total of 450. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go fast. No one wants to hear these things. <laughs> I, I never know why I go fast. I, you know, I'll split the difference. I'll go like medium fast. Yeah, that seems good. That seems like a good one. All right. Unless someone out there really wants me to go slow, I can go slow. But I will go fast now. Sand slash. I mean, ice slash <laughs> the cold slash Pokemon. Alolan sand slash ice slash is a dual type ice steel Pokemon introduced in generation seven. Alolan sand slash evolves from Alolan sand true when exposed to an ice stone. Height is 3 foot 11 inches, or 1.2 meters. Weight is 121.3 pounds, or 55 kilograms. That's a that's a hefty boy. They are made out of, like, metal and stuff, so... Yeah, At least their spikes are, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, now we go into abilities. Again, same thing, Snow Cloak, Slush Rush. We've kind of gone over the concept of these, so I'm going to go through them pretty fast. Snow Cloak, harder to hit you in the hail. Don't take... Hi- Damage from hail if you otherwise would. Less likely to encounter wild Pokemon if this is the first Pokemon in your party and it's a snowstorm. Slush Rush doubles your speed while you're in the hail. And you do not take damage from hail if you otherwise would. Now, uh, Alolan Sand Slash specifically uh, has many of the same design aspects from its original form. uh, The pangolin, porcupine, kidna, stuff like that. And then Alone Slash Slash's um, hooked claws, combined with its uh, climbing abilities, which we'll talk about later, are likely inspired by ice axes, which are a uh, climbing tool for, you know, ice and, like, glaciers, that type of stuff, in icy regions, or mountain climbing and stuff. Um, something you use for that. Major appearances. In the same episode we mentioned earlier, Not Caving Under Pressure... Uh, the lead Sandshrew evolves into a lowland sand slash after touching an ice stone. It later gives Lily an Iceum Z as thanks for helping them in the battle against the Tyranitar that was threatening their home. What is an Iceum Z, Blake? So, Generation 7, they're like, so you had like Generation 6 had the Mega Evolution. Generation 7 had Z moves. So, you would equip this item that was usually like. So there was one for each, each type, so it was like Ice EMZ, Dark EMZ, Steel EMZ, Ghost EMZ, etc. For all mm-hmm. the types. And then there was a few specific ones that might be like, like, I think it was like, it'd be like Snorlaxium Z or something like that. I don't know exactly, but there'd be ones for specific Pokemon um, that would work for specific ones. But the general idea is that like Ice EMZ would turn a ice type attack into a, a one time Use like super du- super uh, ice attack type of a thing. That sounds um, not broken in competitive play. The, it, <laughs> yeah, it's 
the general feel <laughs> I got from it was like, so Mega Evolutions, this is what you have. So you have Mega Evolutions where it's like, okay, you turn it into like this great Pokemon, but you were taking up its its item slot and you, there was only set Pokemon. So you could, so like, let's say you're playing in like high tier play and you see someone has a Charizard, you are almost 100% sure that that's a mega, one of the mega Charizards because mm-hmm. there's no, because most people aren't going to use a base Charizard up in that tier of play. But with a Z crystal, you never really know. Any of their Pokemon could have one for just a one-time nuke. It was harder to play around. Now, there are some things that I really like, because it did really help some Pokemon to have this, like, one-time nuke for at times, and it gave them, like, for example, there's some Pokemon that they didn't have, like, a great, like, flying-type move. Their only flying-type move was, like, fly. And that was, like, so they didn't really have great coverage there, but they could have a one-time use really great fly stab okay it was really great so it did add some really nice there were some i'm not gonna fully say like z moves were bad i do i still really like z moves they're good i, ju- I just i prefer mega evolutions more but z moves were still hmm. pretty cool and it still took up an item slot and then you have dynamax which doesn't take up an item slot and you just have three turns of being horribly broken so it's kind of really <laughs> dumb in <laughs> singles now in doubles i like it because you can like double target one Pokemon. Because, like, when you Dynamax, you also double your HP. So it's, like... But when you can double target one in, like, doubles, it's... And you... And all um, Dynamax moves, and I think Z moves as well, um, are single target. They only hit one Pokemon. So you don't have spread moves. So, I in doubles, I do like Dynamax. I do think it, okay. it's pretty cool. Um, but I don't, I don't really like it in singles. There's a lot of just weird stuff that it kind of plays with. And... Dynamax moves are also, I think, kind of busted as well because they will, like, buff you or weaken the opponent or, like, set up weathers as well. They're just kind of bonkers. Yeah. So now we can uh, move on to the Pokedex stuff. <laughs> so we'll start uh, with movement for the Alone Sand Slash. Uh, Alone Slashers let up a spray of snow as they race at high speeds through the snow fields of their mountain homes. Its thick claws are developed in a way that allows them to plow through the snow. With the claws fully extended, they are also able to cl- climb right up an iceberg without slipping. Uh, these uh, two allow Sand Slash to move faster than any other Pokemon through their snowy, icy home. Spikes. The steel spikes on their back are sheathed in ice and sharpened by the cold air emitted from its body. Stabs from these spikes cause deep wounds as well as severe frostbite. Despite their danger, they also glitter in the light of dawn in a way that causes many people to climb mountains to see them. Very shiny. Exactly. I bet I would like them. I do enjoy shiny things. Because just like the idea of like having like this this like steel spike surrounded in like ice. I do think that like just actually that I think that would look really have a really cool look to it. Um. So, man, now I'm like, man, I it's not, I uh, I just had the thought like, man, I need to get around to see that sometime. I'm like this doesn't <laughs> exist, and now I'm sad. There might be some less cool real life fun shinies. I guess, we but like, be- it's not Pokemon. That's true. Base stats, but a little quicker than last time. HP 75, attack 100, defense 120, special attack 25, special defense 65, and speed also 65, for a nice total again of 450. Mm-hmm. These are some nice numbers we're getting. It's not like 451. Yeah. 
Now these ones, they're like, we we know we're not messing around. We're gonna make it easy for you. And it's always and it's not like it has like a ninety-seven and a one oh three. It's like it's like nah 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 nah. We'll just be like all all multiples of five. Make it easy. Just like that. So yeah, now we can move on to the viability of the sand slashes. So sand slash um base form right now uh sits relatively solidly in the PU tier, so it's not untiered. Um, this is mainly due to the buff to rapid spin, at least in my opinion. We didn't we don't have too much uh, information on either of the sand slashes from the website I usually go to, which is um, Smogon University. Um, so I'm a lot of this is kind of me taking from just my own personal experience makes with just kind of like what I see they might want to use and like past reasons they might be used or reasons why they might have gotten better or worse. But one of the reasons I believe is that um, the buff to rapid spin, which used to be just a 20 base power move, a uh, normal type move that got rid of hazards on your side of the field. Now it was buffed to 50 base power, still normal type, but it also increases the speed of the user by one stage while also removing hazards from your side of the field. So since it was already um, a good uh, a good option for or an option for a spinner um, because of um, having a spinner is good utility for a singles team, um, it was that was a great buff to it because it or it has lacking speed, um, and then it also has the ability to set up stealth rock spikes or both. Uh, this so this gives it great utility. You can set up your own hazards while getting rid of rid of other the hazards used against you. Colus with it, it has a pretty good attack stat, at least for P, uh, the PU tier, and it has Stab Earthquake, which always allows it to at least decent damage in a pinch. Um, it also has uh, access to moves such as Knockoff, which is a dark type move that uh, removes the, that does more damage if the opponent has an item, and then it will also remove their item, and then also it has access to Toxic, so it has great utility while having also decent damage. Uh, the downsides come from a relatively poor special defense. So while they do have like pretty nice physical defense because they have okay health but like a high physical defense, um, their other defense can be taken advantage of and without any reliable recovery, uh, this makes it prone to being worn down as well. Uh, it also lacks good speed, needing to either be in a sandstorm for sand rush or use rapid spin, which you won't often use when not getting rid of hazards. It's not something you just use because of, because of its low power in general. You don't just use it unless you have a good chance to set it up. And also, it can be blocked by a ghost-type Pokemon. Moving on to Alolan Slanslash, it is current- this one is currently an untiered Pokemon, and this one I have, like, no information for its competitive uses, which I will just say is not a good sign. Um, I'm taking- so a lot of this information comes, again, from just kind of personal experience and just intuitions, as well as some information from its past Sun and Moon, um, experience. So, um, yeah, so while it does have access to, um, pretty good, uh, offensive stabs in Ice and Steel and, um, better defenses in its base form because it takes away 20 of its special attack and puts 10 of it into physical defense and the special defense and it was never using its special attack anyway. So this is pretty much just free defenses. Uh, it has a lot more common, uh, type weaknesses. Specifically being four times weak to both fighting and fire type attacks, which are both common moves to see for as offensive moves, even especially for like coverage or stab and all that. 
It also doesn't have a good speed stat, allowing it to be outsped and defeated when Slush Rush isn't active. It doesn't help that all Snow Warning Pokemon are either above PU or also untiered, making it hard to create a Hail team, and Hail is already a big gimmicky to begin with. So if you do use it, assuming you're in Hail and have set up a Swords Dance, you'll find that it does do quite well, it just requires some setup, and to be careful of priority moves such as Mock Punch. Another thing that um, kind of takes it down with, even in Slush Rush, um, a decent, like a high speed Pokemon using uh, Choice, not Band, Choice Scarf, which increases their speed by 50%, but they only can use one move, may still actually be able to outspeed you, which again makes it, because of its common weaknesses to fire and fighting, as also, and it's also weak to ground, which is another common. Um, Thing that you don't want to be weak to. It just kind of has it has bad weaknesses um, for defensively. So as much as Steel does for it, Ice takes away, and they kind of Ice Steel kind of compound each other's weaknesses, um, which isn't good. How do how do we buff Ice Pokemon? Uh, one thing that I've had a thought on is. There's a few there's a few things I think they would need to do. First off, Ice does need a resistance of some sort. Um my thought well, first of all, I think one thing they could do is by adding in a new type and I that I've been thinking of is the sound type, which cause they've kind of hmm. moved around it, but they've never actually brought it in. They kind of had like they have an ability that effectively gives a Pokemon the sound typing, where it like makes makes you do more damage with sound-based move and take less damage from sound-based moves as if, like, mm. it was just an extra type for you. And, um... And if, like, so if they had that and then Ice was resistant to, um... That, if it... Then I think maybe making it resistant to, like, fairy type, because fairy's a good offensive typing, so we'd give it another defense. Some people say, like, give it dragon resistance, but I feel like dragon was hit by the fairy too much that I feel like it's already weak ties, so I don't think it needs that. I think Dragon's Eye, I think, is in a pretty good place right now. And then, so if it makes sense of that, and then, like, maybe take away one of its weaknesses, could do something. And then a big thing is to um, buff Hail as well by, like, giving Ice-type Pokemon an increase in defense while in the Hail. I think stuff like that overall would be... Because offensively, Ice is in a great place. It's just so bad defensively that... Usually, Pokemon prefer an Ice type coverage and not being Ice type itself. So okay, those are kind of maybe someday we can do an episode on also the sound typing that I would make because I think that's sound typing. I think if they're gonna ever add a new another type, I feel like that's what it would be because they've they've played around with it enough already with like the move soundproof uh, that not the move the ability soundproof, which makes you immune to sound based attacks. Um, then you have Punk Rock, that ability I mentioned that Punk effectively rock. makes um, the Pokemon, what's it called? Um, Toxicity effectively have a sound typing in a way by giving it boost to sound-based damage and reduction on sound base. Hmm. So kind of like resistance and stab. I so also... I like, uh, oh, you go quick. No, you go. I, don't, I didn't really have anything else I was going to say. I was going to say, I also want to I want to hear your opinions and I also want to know more about the all those extra things that the games do, like Giga Max and oh, the like Z moves and Z right. whatever yeah, else okay. there is. Yeah, I think that could be a, a good episode where I, where I do a deep dive into three and like 
my feelings, the community's feelings, all of that, kind of do a little bit of both. I think, yeah, I think that would also be a fun episode to do sometime. Uh, yeah. Uh, for now, we'll uh, continue on because I was actually, due to me kind of having, not having a solid thing to base the sand slash stuff on, I kind of thought, I feel like that went a little long. And so we just did the competitive. Now I have to go through the playthrough and I was like, this should go a little faster. Oh, geez. Um, so sol- uh, sand slash is solidly okay in a Nuzlocke. Uh, as a ground type, it is nice for pivoting into electric type attacks, so makes it a great, which something, in case you don't know, uh, pivoting in a, is a something you do in Nuzlocke since you can um, take advantage of the opponent, the opponent's AI. So let's say you have a flying type Pokemon in and they send out an electric type. You know they're going to hit you with an electric type attack. What you do is you send in a ground type Pokemon, they're immune to electric type attack, and now you're baiting out a, nu- a new move. And let's so let's say you know they're gonna use a, I don't know the I normal type move now because that's just the the bad, the most damage they could do right now. You then switch into a Pokemon that's maybe resistant to the normal that normal type attack or immune or that's not gonna take a lot of damage but would have taken damage from the but you didn't want to take the electric type attack because it would have done too much damage. But it would be able to outspeed. You just can't have it take that one attack. So you pivot it in using different Pokemon like that. So pivoting is very important for Nuzlocke. Especially if you're doing a hardcore Nuzlocke. Where you're not like healing. Or if you're doing like any of the harder like ROM hacks. No healing. So That's a thing. That sounds like uh, difficult. <laughs> well it's it's no healing in battle. So no like oh, okay. using items to heal in battle. You can use items to heal your Pokemon outside of battle. You can go to Pokemon centers and all that. But you can't just, like, revive your... not Well, of course, you can't revive in a Nuzlocke. But, like, you can't just, like, oh, it's getting weak. I'm going to fully heal it. You can't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That is... Okay. Um, the idea of, like, wh- one of the main things for a hardcore Nuzlocke. There's a lot of stuff. That's another episode we could do sometime. If I could talk about Nuzlocke and stuff. But... So... Um, so putting, and it is a defensive Pokemon, which is extremely good with healing items. If you're using healing items in battle, defensive Pokemon are really great, actually, because they can take multiple hits before you need to heal them. Um, uh, so that takes away the drawback of not having reliable recovery. Of course, if you are, um, not playing with healing items, um, in combat, you do have to deal with the not having reliable recovery. So a huge downside for Sanders, though, is that in most games, it's uh, learn set through like leveling up is abysmal. It's horrible. Um, though it can be uh, get some pretty usable sets in recent games, especially Sword, Sword and Shield, because it has a huge selection of like different TMs and stuff that can give you better access to to a better move pool for a Sand Slash. Now, Alolan Sand Slash starts off again with the bonus of being defensive and having access to if if you have access to healing items. Uh, while it isn't as good of a pivot, um, Ice Steel isn't the worst typing in a playthrough as it has access to nice stab moves, and you can likely play around its weaknesses better since AI is more predictable. It should also be noted that Hail is a worse weather condition to build a team around, meaning you're less likely to take advantage of its abilities than you are a regular Sand Slash, which I should note, you probably are already... It's a lot harder to... Like, the most common teams you're going to build around is probably Rain Team, because it's most... It's the easiest to get access to water types, and yeah, that's actually the main thing. You can get water types a lot easier. You can't guarantee you're able to build a sand team, but like sometimes it does just play out. They're like, oh, I have multi. I've gotten multiple good rock, steel, or ground types. I'm gonna build a sand team, and it can be good. Hmm. So that's viability. 
lot longer than I actually expected Sand Slash to be. <laughs> um, so now we can get into uh, what could be something that I like and I thought of for like a regional variant would be like an Anteater Sand Slash based on that aspect of the pangolin because pangolins are kind of like a form of anteater. So this would be, I kind of think of it as like a normal type that would uh, appear in the early early areas of the game. So it would evolve same like same at like level twenty two. It would just be like one of the starting area normal types. That I think would be kind of cool to see. Mine was a ground steel type sand slash and and sand shrew. So sand shrew, mm-hmm. it would be sand shrew. But in the vehicle that the underminer has, but if it was smaller for Sandshrew <laughs> to fit into, and then he burrows mm-hmm. under the ground that way. Okay. So it's still basically the same. And then it evolves into Mecha Sand Slash, which is Sand Slash <laughs> in a mech suit. And that is a metal fighting Pokemon. Real switch up. <laughs> and okay. Sand Slash has a cool mech sword. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to. Is this like a. A, a full variant where it looks ever, or is this literally just like a sand true in it and a sand slash as we know them in these yeah, machines? Yeah, it's just, okay. they're just piloting it, but I like the idea. I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we can, what, what does the Charmanthosaurus have to say about a old sand true and sand slash? So, the Charmanthosaurus, uh, I'll say the Alolan stuff first. I find it more okay. interesting. <laughs> Uh, the Alolan Sand Slash have capitalized their money-making scheme of selling their steel spikes to tourists and people alike. This was mm-hmm. actually started up, this kind of idea that they were shiny and valuable, by the local Rattatas in the area. <laughs> so they're in cahoots with each other to, in this money-making scheme, and they've made millions, and the government's kind of trying to you know, get them under wraps, but there's a lot of loopholes and whatnot. Under, under rats. Under rats. <laughs> so this yeah, is kind of... Like, all their money laundering, it's hard to find where the money mm-hmm, goes. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Alolan... Not the Alolan Sandshrews, so sorry. The regular Sandshrews are the inventors of Bitcoin because they hate the government. <laughs> That caught me off guard. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I just heard you in the other room. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I earned Bitcoin. I got it. It just took me so off guard. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know why that, that hit me so hard. Oh. Yeah, now we go into... Um, house cleaning so start off we got again patreon uh three dollars a month you can get access to our discord and a monthly patreon poll which we will actually be having uh next week as our next patreon episode uh which was chosen to be blitzel and zeb striker from generation five so uh if you would like to have um ultimate power along with ghost rider there you can <laughs> join our patreon uh you can email us to give us ideas for episodes at the pokenomicon at gmail.com uh so yeah, email us about anything there. Uh, any concept, like, obviously it, does, it can be a Pokemon, like we've been mainly doing. Um, it could be a general concept, like how we are doing the kind of line of abilities, which we'll probably pick up after the Patreon episode. We'll do another episode of that. 
Um, so if you want something along that line, like maybe moves or ability, uh, already abilities, um, items, stuff like that, you can have anything like that. Or it could be some general concept, like we kind of mentioned, like, um, the Dynamax Mega Evolution Z move stuff, or just like a Nuzlocke thing, or just like anything about, um, games or playing through, playthroughs, different things like that. How to, if you want to do any, any like more broad, um, concepts, any of that's totally fine too. So. Just feel whatever you want us to talk about, we'll do, as long as it's Pokemon related. So again, and then rate and review us on uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever you find us. Um, we should be, we're, we're in most ba- uh, major places. You can kind of, wherever you find us, just kind of leave us a review. It's going to be great to help us get seen. On with that, uh, tell people about our show, helps us get seen, as we don't really do much or, or any advertising. So it's a great way. Just word of mouth is kind of, it's going to be pretty big for us um, a lot right now. So, again, so a lot of this information was gained from Bulbapedia or, like, Smogon University. We also use uh, Wikipedia or I use Wikipedia or any random websites where I just find, like, I'm just looking, like, how does this work in this Pokemon? Or, like, how does this work in real life? How does this kind of – how do these things kind of portray with each other? Um, I use a lot of that type of stuff. And finally, our intro and outro music is You're the Dummy – off of Derek Clegg's album, Solar. You can check out his band camp in the description. Um, that is it. We'll be seeing you next week with our Blitzel Zebstrika episode. And until then, I don't think anything else special to say. Go catch a Pokemon, fellas. You're the dummy that don't